everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen, and as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However you take my podcast, I appreciate it, and welcome. If you're new, this is it. This is my podcast. Uh, it's about 20, 30 minutes, and I talk about the different things that are going on in my life. So, here you are, and uh, <clears throat> I'll jump right in, you know? For those who don't know, we have a 10-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And uh, this week, nothing, man. We're just getting ready for Christmas. He's excited. Uh, he had, He's already uh, on his Christmas break, so we've just been hanging out. You know, I, I didn't know he was going to get the whole week off. I, had some, uh, I was planning on doing some things during the day, but hey, I get to spend time with my boy. And uh, we've been kicking it, man. Uh, last couple of days, we just been we just been hanging out, doing some Christmas Christmas shopping. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, you know, Target and all that kind of stuff. And yesterday, I wanted to have a uh, uh, just a cool kind of classic day with Dad. I was like, you know what? Let's just let's just go to lunch. Let's go to McDonald's. That was fun as a kid. Just going to McDonald's. You know, we hung, we went to McDonald's for a while. We ate, hung out. Uh, I wanted to get some writing done, so then we drove over to Starbucks. Uh, he had his Chromebook with him, so we both just sat on the laptops. I, I worked on uh, some of my uh, uh, some bits, uh, worked on a script I've been writing, and you know he played some Baldi's Basics, and we we had a good time. It was just uh, it was just nice to just to get out with him in public and just chill, and and I really just like to see how he interacts with the world and and. I just wait for questions, man. I'm just waiting for him to ask me some shit. You know, that's the best part about being a dad, man. It's just the questions. And I know sometimes the questions can be a lot, but I look forward to them, man. <laughs> My issue is just like, why are we going? Where are we going? You know, what are we going to get there? Those are the questions. I'm like, uh, but if it was like, um, why is this like this? What does this mean? You know, I'm all... I'm all there. I'm there for all of it, but I'm still just trying to undo that thing of how I grew up not really asking questions. You know, that was something that bothered me as a kid. A lot of times I just wanted to know some shit, and it was just seen as talking back. So I have to remind myself of that. Hey, man, you used to want to ask a lot of questions as a kid. You weren't allowed to, and I, I, I get how you can you can take that as someone challenging you, but it's not. He's not. I've, I've talked about this before. He's just a very uh, inquisitive kid, and for him, his brain needs to fill in the blanks for him to go, oh, okay, I'm, I'm down with that. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to know where the fuck you going. That's another thing as a parent. You have to ask yourself, why would you just? Why would you want your kid to get in the car with anybody and not know where we're going? You know, you, you teach them to, be, to ask questions, to, to, to challenge people when they're being asked something they don't understand, and then when they do it to us, we get pissed off. It's like we can't teach our kids that. And then be like, no, you can't use it on me. It's just like, honestly, in some cases, the parent is, is the main motherfucker you should be questioning. That's something my dad always told us as kids. Like, yo, I know I'm your dad, but don't always trust me. <laughs> my dad always told me that shit. Cause, and look, all this stuff is sad where you see like moms and parents and stuff like uh, killing themselves and their kids and, you know, just driving, uh, um, uh, like the one lady just drove her car off of a bridge or off of a uh, pier and the kids, they all just died. That's something my dad was just like, why wouldn't, why would the kids go along with this? 
He always told us, like, hey, if I say something weird that might hurt, don't do that. He's like, I could be in a weird mood one day, man. He used to say, don't always listen to me. He was like, I just, yeah. So it's a, it's a weird thing being a parent, man. It's a lot of thin lines. It's just like, listen to me, but don't listen. Don't do what everybody else is doing. But also don't do shit that only three people are doing because it's probably weird or maybe in some cases wrong or illegal. So it's it's a weird thing. It's just like, do you want them to do everything that everybody else is doing? It's like, yeah, no, yes and no. And if they don't understand that shit, you know, you're in for it. And that, that's what I'm always afraid of, man. It's just not having a kid who just uh, doesn't think for himself. So, but uh, yeah, we had a good time, man. And let, let me say this. Let me tell you this. If you haven't been, if you haven't eaten inside of a McDonald's lately, it is, um, it is different, man. <laughs> it is different. It's, it's not, it's not like when, when we were kids and like McDonald's was fun and it was families and shit. They had the ball pit. You could play outside. Like now you go into a McDonald's it, one with the pandemic employees have gotten very comfortable with people not being there. And a lot of times they still act like no one's in the store or in the restaurant. It's just super loud. Uh, people cussing, they laughing, having a good time. And I'm not saying it's all bad, but it's just like, they definitely feel like, yeah, no one's in here. It's just like uh, uh customer etiquette out the window. They don't, they don't really give a fuck, you know, that there's kids and families and shit in here. It's just they grab ass and laughing, uh, just on the phone, just doing whatever the fuck they want to do. And uh, I look, I live in Rutgersville, Virginia. Okay, just outside of Charlottesville, and there's nothing wild going on in this little sleepy ass, boring country town. But you go into Walmart. I feel like Walmart, not Walmart, but um, actually, you know what? That's basically what that shit is. It's a it's a Walmart that serves burgers. It's it's a McDonald's now. It's a Greyhound bus station that buses no longer come to. That's it. You just I hadn't eaten in, in a McDonald's in a long time. All right, we get there. Of course, mom's got to use the bathroom. We go in there, and there's a dude bleeding profusely in the bathroom. There's a woman. Trying an employee trying to get in the bathroom. I'm like, hey man, my son's dick is out. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, can you hand this to this guy? He he's bleeding. And she hands me a bottle of like disinfectant. And this dude comes out of the bathroom stall. His phone is on speaker. Someone's yelling at him. He's yelling. Blood everywhere. It's just it's just insane. Insane. There's homeless people, and I don't have an issue with homeless people. But they've taken up half the booth with all their shit and bags, and it's just it's just people who will look like they're not doing well eating in this McDonald's, and this is in the middle of nowhere. And I'll tell you this: middle of the country homeless and uh, city homeless completely different. These motherfuckers have everything with them, everything, every single thing. 
I mean, he, this dude was just sitting there. He had like nine trash bags. I mean, 16 coats on. I mean, just so much stuff. He had like, that dude ate like three <laughs> ice cream cones while we were there. And I see the dude every day. I feel bad for that guy, man. But, uh, yeah, it, it's just, uh, it just wasn't fun. <laughs> I was just like, why are we, why are we doing this? It almost felt like, uh, like at the beginning of a zombie movie where like, it's just like a dad and the son running and they just happened to find like a, a, a place where people were already holed up, you know, you, you, you all know that episode. Actually, it has to be, it has to be a daughter. It has to be a little girl with you. Gotta be a little girl for a TV show. People care about little girls. Uh, we've all seen that episode. We run in, right? We 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 find a little bit of a little solace there, and then all of a sudden, a couple of the dudes in this McDonald's start looking at my daughter weird, you know. And you're like, "Hey, stay over here. Don't go over there." And then whatever inevitable happens is, Dad gets tired, tries to stay awake, but he sees his little girls playing with other kids. She's cool. Why not get a little bit of rest and you're waking up? We don't know where Kate is. And you got to go through that whole spiel and you see some dude doing something weird with her in the, in the stock room. You beat some dude to death. And guess what? They're sending you on your way. Hey, man, you can't stay here anymore. So now you and your little girl got to go out in the middle of the night and fight the zombies all because some dude touched your daughter and you beat the fuck out of him at the deep fryer. That's 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 the vibes that that McDonald's is giving me. We're holed up here during the beginning of a, a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> it was um yeah. It's just a different it's a different space <clears throat> place now, man. It's gone. The McDonald's you knew as a kid is gone. All right. The fun whimsical place. For children, no longer exists. It's a hold up for hobos, homeless people, weirdos, and uh, it belongs to the employees. It's Lord of the Flies in there. You know what's wild too, man, about just fast food restaurants? I don't think there's anything more disgusting than like going to a McDonald's in any downtown area. <clears throat> That's always the worst, man. You just don't know what you're going to get when you walk into any fast food restaurant in a downtown area. Now, if, if, you're, luck, if you're lucky, if it's somewhere like New York City where shit is locked, locked, it might not be as bad. But if you live in one of those, like, uh, you go to one of those cities where, like, where, like, um, they still try to do small town shit. Like, they got the McDonald's downtown, but... They don't have a security guard in there, and they still got their bathrooms open. Like, that shit, it's just like, you do not know. You have to mentally prepare yourself for what you might see going into a uh, fast food restaurant's bathroom in a downtown area that still pretends like they don't have an issue with drugs and other shit going on. Because <laughs> you can see some wild shit in a McDonald's bathroom. You really can. Just in a McDonald's, period. You can see some wild shit. What do you think? Who do you think has the worst bathrooms? 
Uh, it's got to be Waffle House. And the thing is, Waffle House knows because all their bathrooms are just individual. Like they are, they already know. Don't let people congregate in these bathrooms. You can only it should only be one. But that's also an issue too. Even though like you're not gonna get a bunch of people in there, you can't get somebody to lock themselves in there. And now it just it's just that's just where they live. <laughs> I'm. What was that shit with Will Smith? The pursuit of happiness, how they locked themselves in the bathroom. That's what could happen in a in a in a uh, in a uh, Waffle House bathroom, the live-in bathroom. Yeah, that could be kind of weird too. But man, McDonald's is not the same, people. That's all I say. The food was cool, but oh, you know what? I um. I got the honey mustard because I, I feel like the honey mustard is a very underrated sauce at McDonald's. The honey mustard is underrated at McDonald's. Look, every everybody gives uh, the respect to the sweet and sour sauce, but that honey mustard has got the, enough tang to it. It's got a little a little pop of a uh, I want to say almost like a horseradish sometimes, man. That's that that mustardy kind of tangy. So good, but I will say. This time, it was watered down, and they also have changed the receptacle for the dipping sauces. And I, I got to say, I'm upset. It's, it's, it's a le lesser quality plastic. Because, you know, everybody knows when you open the McDonald's sauce pack, the little, the little reservoir, the little bucket part, whatever you want to call it, that never used to bend or fold. That shit had integrity. It was strong. But now, when you try to pull the little the little foil top off, that wants to bend and fold. And when you when you finally break the seal, you got sauce squirting out. The quality of the sauce packet has severely declined at McDonald's. Now the sweet and sour sauce was the same, but I'll also say this too: the nuggets, not the same. The skin is a little bit different. It's a little bit different. It's a little crispier than normal. And I got to say, I don't like it. I don't know what the fuck they doing with the nuggets at McDonald's, but it has to stop. It has to stop. Uh, because, honestly, that's one of the biggest reasons why I go to McDonald's is for the nuggets. And if the nuggets aren't what they used to be, I'm mean, as much as I love the McDouble, and I think the McDouble is probably the best fast food burger on the market, uh, and that, that, to me, that's a true fast food burger. It's just cheap. And I'm not talking about the specialty shit you can get at Arby's and, and Carl's Jr. and all that, $6. I'm talking about just regular plain-ass fucking burgers, man. McDouble's my favorite. But, I mean, it. I don't need to be eating that shit anyway, but I'm just saying if the nuggets aren't what they used to be, it's going to significantly uh, decrease my uh, visitation uh What's the word I want to use? Uh, frequency to the McDonald's establishment. So McDonald's, get y'all shit together. This, this, y'all are slipping on these motherfucking sauces. We cannot see any decline in the sauces, whether it's texture, um, uh, viscosity, packaging. If y'all change that, I'm out. And with that, I'm out. I can't have it. They are changing the sauces at McDonald's. Now, I'm going to become a really staunch, hard 
right person when it comes. Don't fucking touch my goddamn sauces and my nuggets. All right? I want America the way it used to be. Everything else can change. All right? Everybody can have a dick and a pussy. Everybody can be a man or a woman. I don't give a fuck what you are in this country. But what you will not do is fuck with the McDonald's sauces. Okay? Do not fuck with the sauces. <laughs> but all right. So the reason why we're here. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, I hope that everyone has a great Christmas this year. It's it's going to fall on, on a Sunday. Is it going to fall on? It's four days from now. It's four days from now. And I can't get to my calendar. Oh, here it is right here. It is, yep, on a Sunday. Christmas is four days away. <sighs> just like McDonald's as a kid, Christmas is not the same. <laughs> it's just not as fun as you get older, man. It, it's not. And Miles is at the is at the uh, tail end of his, uh, you know, big Christmas days. He's 10. You know, he still enjoys it. It's still fun. Don't get me wrong. But it's nothing like Christmas when you're, when you're a kid. Um, I can't. Let me just go ahead and back up. As a kid, man, it's it's the best time of the year, okay? The music, the TV shows, the smells, the snow, all that shit. When I was a kid, man, after Thanksgiving, I was so excited for Christmas. It was just like, to me, that's when the anticipation really ramped up is right after Thanksgiving because I knew at school, man, all those Thanksgiving decorations were coming down. And back then, man, they really got everybody in the mood for that shit. Everybody. And look, I I, I get it. I might be misremembering things, things because I was a kid. But it just seemed like everybody was into it. You know, and, and that was my life. I grew up in church. So, like, this was a big time of year, man. And Rochester was a great place for Christmas with just the, just the weather, the, all the snow. It was just, just, a, just a perfect city and town for Christmas, man. Just, you, you, you can't beat Christmas in Rochester. It's, a, it's just, it's, it's classic Americana, man. All the snow, the shitty weather, the old houses. Uh, it, it's, it was the best. It was the best. Honestly, man, looking back, that's probably some of the best memories of my life is, is uh, Christmas as a kid. And I got to give my parents a shout out, man, because they really, really made Christmas time a, a, a super special time for me. And my sisters, man, it was, uh, it was, it was great, man. Just the eighties and nineties, man. Just all the commercials would come on. The KB toy stores, the the local mall commercial would come on. The, Santa will be here from this day to that day. You just get so excited, man. So excited, just flipping through Sears catalogs. And my aunt used to get Finger Hut, and she would go, "Hey, flip through this and let me know what you want." And just going through magazines and circling shit you want, man. It was it was just so much fun. And then going to the mall. Going to the mall as a kid was already fun. But then with the Santa with, with Santa Claus and Christmas, man, pff, some of the malls, they, they would turn their player area into like a Christmas theme and the big blocks would be uh, presents you could climb on and just, just so much fun, man. It was just the best feeling, man. Ah, <laughs> Christmas as a kid. Um... This this was our tradition, and I'll get out of here. Um, Christmas Eve, we would go to my aunt's house, my aunt Carol, or Aunt Tay, as we call her, 
And everyone would come over to her house. She lived right around the corner from us and right up the street from my mom's other brother, my mom's brother. So we, we all lived within, I would say, a three minutes of driving, with, uh, within a three-minute driving radius of each other. Uh, honestly, from my house to my Aunt Carol's house, probably a five-minute walk, if that, and to my cousin, uh, my Uncle Harold's house, another two minutes. My aunt lived on one end of the street, and my uncle lived on the other end, and my godmother lived almost smack dab in the middle of that street. So that's basically where my almost where all my family was, was like right around the corner from each other. And then my dad's sister lived, my aunt uh, Jean lived across town. But she was never really involved in Christmas. But anyway, so we would go to my aunt and Tay's house. And uh, this was fun because sometimes my aunt and them, they would invite some of their friends from either like work or, or church or something like that. And we would have like not only all my cousins there, but then maybe like uh, the Asby's from church, like Sherry, Eddie, uh, Jackie, and uh, just they would come over. Or uh, one of my uncle's friends from work, the Simpsons, they would come over and bring their kids. And we would just eat and watch like Coming to America, um, Christmas Vacation. We would watch just movies. We would play games. We would be down in the basement, and my uncle and them had a pool table. And uh, this, you know, man, black people, man, we would have tried to put a pool table anywhere. Like, it just, the room really wasn't big enough. There were certain areas where you had to hold the the uh, the, the cue stick way up in the air or you, you had to do it from the other side of the table. It was just all fucked up. But my uncle was obsessed with billiards and pool, and he just had to have a pool table, man. And it barely fit, but we had one, and we would go down there and just fuck around on the pool table for hours. There was an office down there. We would just read books and go through all of his shit, play office, you know, just using the phone, uh, just really just, just being kids, man. And I remember one year we went, just one year we um super bored. And y'all remember how back in the day, well, even now people would have uh, uh, like a little storage space underneath the stairs. They would have like a little, little door. Kind of like where Harry Potter lived at in the first couple movies underneath the stairs. And I remember we took out my uncle's, um, his, uh, what do you call that? His duffel bag from the military when he was in the, in the, in the Marines. And what's funny is that smell that has never left me. The, the, the smell of old military gear and military shit. Just that oily, greasy, uh, kind of rusty, uh, that smell, man. It's just, it's just so funny. Because <clears throat> I used to go through this shit all the time as a kid. And then when I joined the military. And, um, you know, we would be cleaning up something or going to some warehouse or d doing some shit, you know, getting issue stuff. That smell would come back. And I would, it just it would remind me of my uncle. and just remind me of the military. But um, I say all that to say. So we get this duffel bag out. And there's C-Rat. This, this is his bag that he had that he brought home from Vietnam. This this bag had seen some shit, okay? This bag had been over there. And he's got sea rations in there. And he even has some old uh unexploding ordnance. I mean, he had like some 20 caliber uh yeah, 20 cal shells and stuff. I mean, these are live rounds. And I remember as a kid like just beating this shit on the ground, hitting it with a hammer. I mean, it could have got ugly. We down, I'm down there playing with fucking, at the time, probably 35-year-old 
Vietnam era uh, unexploded ordnance. And we're down there. We're kids. We're like 10, 11 years old, maybe a little bit. And we're playing with old ass bullets and artillery <laughs> from, from a war. What does this do? Just beating it. Beat, could you imagine what could have happened? I'm beating a 20 millimeter shell with a hammer. Smacking it on the ground to see what would happen. Then thank God nothing happened. I could have killed everybody down there. Just doing dumb shit as a kid. Luckily, we were like, hey, what's this? And they were like, what are y'all doing? And I think my aunt had, a, they called the police and they came and took it and shit. But, but yeah, my uncle just had that shit down there for 30-something years, man. 20-something years. Just in his basement. And here we are fucking with it. What, what better way to ruin Christmas, right, as a kid? To have all the kids in your family killed because a 40-year-old 20-millimeter uh, piece of ammo went off, ricocheted, and killed 10 kids in the basement. And now you're mad because you bought all this Christ all these Christmas gifts and we're not around to even have them. But, yeah, that's the kind of shit we would do. So we would go over to my aunt's house. We eat, watch movies, play, fight. And then uh, it would get around uh, 9 or 10. And then we would wrap everything up and we would, this is when shit would start to get excited, really excited. is because we knew like, okay, we're going to go home and it's, it's going to be close to bedtime. But I, I just really vividly remember just putting all our stuff back on, uh, your boots, the gloves. And I remember my just getting into a warm car and watching my dad clean off the windshield, you know, the crunch of the boots, drive home. You know, it's just, it's just, everything is so vivid in this, in this, uh, in this Caprice classic, backing into the driveway, hearing the garage door go up, everybody hopping out, again, the crunch of the boot, of the snow under your boots, and then running in the house, man, thinking like, man, in a few hours, Santa Claus is going to be here. We would run up, shower, put our pajamas on, come downstairs, get the cookies ready for Santa, and as we got older, um, this was kind of cool. Like some of my older uh, cousins would come over and help my mom wrap stuff and like finish <coughs> getting things ready for Christmas Day because we did Christmas dinner at our house. So that would be kind of fun because every once in a while, maybe my cousin would come over. Uh, my cousins would come over just for a little while and they would help my mom like get the pies ready or maybe cut up some greens. Or, and they would stay up for quite a while, maybe a little bit past midnight. We wouldn't get to stay up that late. Sometimes they would let us stay up for a while you know while they got um the food ready you know maybe we we're wrapping some stuff for my dad or some, just something like that but uh yeah they would come over we would hang, get to hang out with them for a little bit and then they would send us to bed and of course we couldn't sleep man we, we just couldn't sleep we would wake up at four five six and they were going up you got to go back to bed get back to bed we're not doing this now and finally when the sun was up and they got some sleep, they would let us go down. But the thing is, we weren't allowed to go down without them. We had to wait on the landing, all right, like some goddamn puppies. And my parents, they just really wanted to set this up to be this very picturesque this, uh, moment. And they would go down. My mom, they would they would get the music going, the Stevie Wonder Christmas or uh, um, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipmunks or something like that. And the music would come on and they would go, okay, you guys can come down. And we would just come flying down those stairs, man. And you make the hard right turn into the living room. And 
there it was, man. Just all of the magic, man. Just all of the magic. And it was just such a beautiful moment, man. It's just the moment you live for as a kid. You're just running downstairs, man. And the tree is lit up. It's got the tinsel on it. The blinds are open. It's snowing. You got uh, you got a Stevie Wonder playing in the background. And we just like just stop and stare. We just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Because you always take that pause just to take it all in. And you're just like, oh, my, yes, yes. You're just excited. And you just run in there, man. You're ripping the stocking off the, off the mantle. To see if you got that video game or you hop on that bike and you just start ripping into shit, man. And it's just so much fun. So much fun. Just getting that new shit, hooking stuff up, putting the batteries in. It was fun, man. That was a it was a great time that we would eat eat breakfast, clean up. I would call my cousins, see what they got. And around two, two thirty, uh, everybody would start coming over. And we would do it all again. You know, uh, Christmas at my house was, was great, man. It was a, it was a fun time. It was just people just laughing, having so much fun and just eating ham and turkey and gravy and deviled eggs and running around upstairs playing hide and go seek, uh, playing with the new toys, wearing, wearing your new sneakers and your new jacket in the house. You know, there's certain outfits you couldn't wait to wear to school. You're trying to, you can't wait to tell your friends. It was just fun, man, playing that new video game. Just a just a just a great time. Just a great time. And again, we just same thing. We would just watch movies, laugh, play games, just eating desserts. Uh other people would come over, you know. Oh, that would be fun too, because uh that's when other kids would definitely come over because we would do our Christmas and then like uh I don't know what it is, but like it seems like the daytime is kind of like friends and family, and then once all that's done, it seems like people are a little bit more apt to go out because after that, we, we would have, um, like, family friends come over for dessert, and that was fun. If they didn't come for dinner, they would definitely come over for dessert and, again, getting to see, like, the Asbys or whoever it was, you know, at the time. They would come over and just play. And there was, a, there was nothing more fun than having – Somebody you knew from your church or somebody that uh, you didn't really get to see outside of where you knew them from come to your house and, and, and just play. Because you would spend the week, oh, I got this. I got this Nintendo game. I do this at my house. My house is fun. And they finally come over. You can show them all the stuff. Just a great time, man. I got I to gotta give it to my parents, man. They really, really made uh, Christmas a special, special time for us, man. It was It was magic, man. It was magic. And, uh, you know, we did it for miles. A lot of fun. We just absolutely loved the anticipation of Christmas, man. So I, I definitely got to get back there uh, before he gets too old. Maybe next year. My nieces are pretty young. So I, it would definitely be nice to see them uh, just run downstairs on, the Christmas, on Christmas and be excited. So uh, I just hope everybody enjoys uh, the holiday. You know, whatever, whatever you celebrate, I hope you enjoy it. It's a magical time of year. Uh, it's so much fun, and uh, honestly, some of the, the best memories of my life, man, uh, have been Christmas as a kid. You know, th there's nothing like it. The snow, um, just even school, man, just all the school projects, singing all the, the Christmas carols, making the little ring the little ring chain where you can take off the ring every day as you get closer, making your calendar. Uh, just all that stuff was just so much fun, man. It just, it just added to it. It was just 
as a kid, you were just constantly just constantly just bombarded with Christmas. It was just the best. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And if you didn't have a good Christmas, if you didn't have good Christmases growing up, I'm very very sorry, man. It's just it's the best. And if you didn't, hopefully you can do that uh, for your kids, or you know you you're enjoying it somehow. But yeah. But I also will say Christmas as a as a twenty something can be. Once you figure it out, it's, it can be fun too. You know, it's, uh, moving away from home and being in my twenties and not really spending Christmas with people. Yeah, it's just uh, you, you kind of learn to enjoy it, be with your friends, especially when you're young. You got a, a young lady. That those are, those are great times too. You know, when you're in your in your mid twenties and you got your nice young lady, man, and yeah, 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 uh, yeah, treat it special, man. The lingerie come out, or one or two gifts apiece. This is I. Kid Christmas and then like the twenty sexy Christmases are fun too. Yeah. So uh with that being said, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Um I'll be back next week. Uh oh sorry man, I had to unfortunately I had to cancel uh last weekend DC improv. As you can tell I'm a li- still a little stuffed up. I was not feeling well a week ago and I wasn't gonna try it. I didn't think it would have been fair to um the club to come out sick. You know, I really wanted to be there, man. It would have been great, but I just, I just, I wasn't a hundred percent, and I wasn't gonna risk uh, getting everybody else sick, and I didn't want to ask anybody to stay at their house while I was sick. So I had to cancel, man, and it, it sucked. <laughs> it really did, because I wanted to be up there. But anyway, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you say. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. If you don't celebrate shit, take your ass to work. You know what? I'll tell you this too. If you don't celebrate Christmas, that's completely fine. But just don't be an asshole and ruin it for everybody else, okay? If you don't celebrate, that's completely fine. That's that's fine. But, okay, if I, if I still had a job and I'm bringing in Christmas cookies and you offended by my Christmas cookies, well, bitch, put my Christmas cookies down and take your funky ass back to your desk and don't take part of this holiday uh, Christmas uh, potluck, okay? So... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. Don't ruin it for everybody else. But anyway, enjoy the holiday. I love you guys. I'm out. Peace. <coughs> <coughs>